Hello, hello. Welcome back to another episode of Shits Hard. I'm your host, Amber. And today we're going to be talking about love. And I don't think this is going to be the episode that you think it is. Um, Fair warning, it might be a little depressing. Um, Sorry for that um, before we get into it. Um, Just going to let you guys know where I'm at right now. This is the second time I've recorded this episode because... um, I'm having some technological issues and long story short, I lost the file from the first one. So this is a very like last minute thing where I was like getting ready to like just edit. And then I realized that I didn't have anything to edit. So um, I'm going to be getting a new laptop soon, I think, so I can start to avoid this issue because I feel like every week I'm having some like stupid technology issues. Um, It's because I'm working on Windows still and Apple really doesn't um, like to make it very easy to transfer stuff between Windows and Mac and shit. So whatever, I might get a Mac. We'll see. Either way, um, we're going to bust out this episode. I'm trying earlier, well, like 10 minutes ago, I was trying really hard not to start fucking crying because I lost that um, file and it was definitely my fault, by the way. But this is one of those moments where I was like, Amber, you're being tested. I was like, you can sit down and cry for the rest of the day and get nothing done. Or I was like, you can get your fucking shit together, get your composure, and record the episode again. It's fine. It's not a big deal. Like, we can just record it again. Um, it always feels like such a big deal to record, to re-record the episode, because, like, I already did it. And I also, like, I love keeping the first take because it's, like, a little more authentic and raw. Like, always, if I try to do something the second time around, it's, like, <clears throat> it's not ingenuine or anything like that. But it's, like, it's, like, more professional and, like, cleaned up where I kind of want this podcast to be, like, a little bit natural and a little bit, like, more just ride the wave. I want it to feel like you're just hanging out with me. And so I don't want to, like, think too much about what I say. I just want to say it, um, which is – this is a good episode for that. Like, this is going to be a pretty raw and, like, honest episode, which is why it's going to be a little bit depressing. But that's okay. It's fine. We have uh, the peaks and valleys, so it's totally cool. So, anyways – Today, we're going to talk about love in terms of, you know, the breakup, how I'm feeling about love right now. Um, we're going to go over some mistakes I feel like I made in my last relationship, a little bit of reflection on the last, you know, I, we've been broken up for like two months now. So a little bit of reflection on kind of like the whole relationship as a whole and what I see, you know, in the past four years. Um, we're going to talk a little bit about um, my relationship fears and faults and just like, shit that I feel like I kind of fucked up. So whatever, let's get into it. I had to make myself, um, a latte for this episode so I could like, so I could record it. I had to like make myself like a little treat. So I, um, would avoid crying, which I didn't cry. So look at me and control my emotions or whatever. Um, I did have a bit of like a little panic attack, but it was fine. It was controlled. And I was like, you know what? I just need to like put on some music, get a little, do a little dancey dance and then hit record. So that's what I did. Um, and I got myself in a better mood and I'm trying to look at it as this is an opportunity to re-record the episode, Amber. Um, maybe the first one, the universe wasn't ready for that one. Like this is an opportunity to redo it and make it better and say anything that I wanted to say. So let's do it. Um, so let's get into it. Um, basically what started this episode was um, a couple weeks ago. I woke up feeling unhinged per usual and I opened the box of his things. <laughs> it's not a box. It's actually just a manila envelope that says uh, Corbin on top of it. <laughs> and, um, and there's two of them actually. And it's just all the notes that he ever wrote me when we were together. So 
literally before I even brushed my teeth, I have no idea why, but I woke up and in my bed and I was like, hey, I'm gonna get this out. So I got it out, spread it out my bed, was looking at it, you know. I'm looking at all the notes or whatever, and there's a lot of like I love yous and always and forevers, and that can obviously feel a little painful um, to think about that. But what I noticed when I was looking at them all spread out on my bed, um, I was like, these are all from two years ago, um, which was like kind of even more heartbreaking because we just broke up two months ago. And I was just like, how like none of these are like recent. And that kind of hurts too. Um, so it just was like that reminder of like him and I, like, and both of us, I'm not shitting. I want to be very clear. We're not shitting on Corbin. We're not shitting on my ex ever. Um, but like, it was just like that reminder of like, fuck, like we really did drop the ball that last year and a half. And it was both of us, a team effort, but like, fuck, like I didn't even realize this until like hindsight's always fucking 2020. Um, and it got to me thinking about like flowers and such and like my past birthday and his past birthday and how we both really dropped the ball on that. And, you know, um, things like getting flowers, you know, the first two years, even if I go through my photos, um, the first two years, he was getting me flowers, like at least like once a month or something, I would say. And I was, I have like, I would always take a picture of him holding them. But again, like those photos are two years old. There's none of no photos of that, of the past like year or the year before that. So like, I don't know. It's just like, it's just like really fucking sad. This whole thing is just really fucking sad to me. Um, because it's just like, fuck, we really did like drift apart. And like, I just don't even understand how that happened. And like, it feels to me like there's a very big divide between the first two years and the last two years in terms of like, just the res- the relationship dynamic to me seems to have changed after the first, the first two years. And, and what I want to say about that is, um, looking at our relationship and the timeline and how things happened, a lot changed after our two, like literally after we were two years in, um, so when we first met, we were freshmen in college. Neither of us had a job. Um, full discretion, both our parents were paying for both of our colleges. His were only paying for the first two years, though. So that's a factor. Um, so when we met, we didn't have jobs. We had nothing to do. We were just in school. We were in the same degree. So we just saw each other all the fucking time. <clears throat> and we were very young and in love, like very fucking annoying. Like if anyone's listening to this podcast who knew us freshman year of college, I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry that you had to experience that because we were just really fucking annoying, obnoxious, always laughing together, loud as fuck. Um, in like the best way, like I just, I like I'm get, getting giddy thinking about the way that it was in the beginning because we were just so fucking annoying. <clears throat> but it was very different to how it ended, obviously. Um, and it was new and magical and all that kind of stuff in the honeymoon phase. But yeah, at about two years in, his parents um, had been planning on like not paying for his college after the first two years. So Financially, things had changed for him. And as much as we hate to admit it, finances, now I'm realizing, also play a big factor in relationships. Money can be really, really stressful, especially if you guys aren't on the same, like, page about money or have the same financial situation or grew up in the same financial situation. Like, money's the fucking worst. It's very anxiety-inducing. And so things had changed in that sense for him. Uh, Alongside of that, COVID had hit pretty much our sophomore year at the end of our sophomore year of college. So yeah, right around like us being together for two years. Um, so that was like a pretty big dynamic shift in terms of like the world is changing and nobody knows what's going on. So like, that's pretty fucking scary. Um, um, and so uh, let me think, where was I going with that? Oh yeah. What else changed? Oh, um, dogs. So after 
sophomore year of college, um, it was like COVID and all that stuff. And his mom was getting really busy and like basically couldn't really care for his dog anymore. And so we kind of were like, all right, fuck it. We're like, yeah, let's take her to college. We're literally learning from like, we're literally doing school at home. We're home all the time. Yeah, let's take her. So we took in um, his family dog together pretty much. I mean, we were living separately at the time. And she, Princess, that's my dog, the German Shepherd, um, ended up living with him. It's his childhood dog. And then she ended up connecting to me. So later on, I took her. But anyways, <clears throat> so we got her together. And then maybe after a year of having her, we got King together. So um, that was like a responsibility that we kind of shared together. You know, I mean, it was his dog, but like he still had the responsibility of like, you can't leave the house for more than like six to eight hours at a time. You need to come back and take her out and whatever. Um, so that changes the dynamic too. So a lot of things changed after we hit two and a half years, just in life in general and responsibility, financial responsibility, you know, taking care of the dog, whatever. And, um, I never realized this before, never had really thought about it, but, um, that's a lot of stuff to change in a relationship and to kind of like keep track of. And again, we were very young and in love to where I think we didn't really know how to like, you know, after two years, after four years, how to like keep prioritizing your relationship and all that stuff. Um, I do think him and I had such a, like a workhorse mindset of like, oh, if we like grind out these next couple years, we can relax later together. But it was like, you know, what if you f- grow apart because <laughs> you were focusing too much on hard working and all that shit. So um, I feel like that is kind of what happened. But um, yeah, it's really, really fucking sad. We really just didn't know, I think, like what we were doing right or wrong. And him and I have always been on the same page, I feel like. So it honestly doesn't really surprise me that if we grew apart, we we grew apart together too. You know, like I said, with like the, the writing me the notes and all that kind of stuff, you know, like it, like it used to be if he stayed over at my place and had to leave before I woke up, he'd like write me a note before he left or whatever. And that kind of stuff I feel like stopped happening after two years, which again, I'm not like shitting on him for, because I think the contrary is true too. Like I kind of stopped putting in that kind of effort as well. Like I said, we're both on the same fucking page. So like if he starts focusing on other stuff, I was also doing the same thing. So this is something that we did together at the same time, but it just like sucks for sure. Like I'm not blaming him. I'm not mad at him. I think it just sucks. And I want to talk a little bit about, cause I feel like I've said enough about what he's done wrong. I want to talk a little bit about what I did wrong too. Cause I think that's really, really important here. Again, we're not shitting on him. Um, I feel like I had this kind of like, if any of you know me, you know that like, I do not want to be a housewife. I don't want to be a stay at home mom. I don't even know if I want to have kids, but like, I want to have a career. That's like my passion. I kind of would like to be the breadwinner for my family. Um, if I'm not, that's fine. But like, I will be working and I will have a career and I will be successful and whatever he's up to is like fine too. Um, but like those things are important to me. And I had like a fear of like, being like a housewife and like that girlfriend that like takes care of her boyfriend too much and like almost like not like not gets taken advantage of but like kind of gets taken advantage of like you know like those girls who like do everything for their fucking partner in terms of like do his laundry and cook his meals and like whatever at the same time as she's working a full-time job and he's like also working a full-time job and like she's just doing significantly more work than him for some reason, I've always had this fear of that happening. Um, not exactly sure why or where that came from, although I've always been like very feminist attitude and the way that I was raised because my mom was married before and she had my brother with someone else. And that person, like, long story short, left my mom high and dry and she was kind of like fucked because she was like staying at home and all that stuff. So like from the get-go, when my mom raised me, she was very like 
you will not be financially dependent on a man. You can do whatever you want. Like you can be with whoever you want, but like you will not be financially dependent on anyone else. You'll be able to take care of yourself, do your thing. And I like for sure did that. Like I was like, yeah, that makes fucking sense. I would like to be able to take care of myself. And I've talked about this in a previous episode, how I actually really do enjoy that. Like I do enjoy like the idea of like being able to take care of myself and all that stuff too. So this isn't like anything crazy, but I do feel like to a certain extent, it made me do less for him for fear of like, like fear of getting into that routine and that cycle of being that girl who like is like raising her boyfriend, if that makes sense. Mind you, Corbin is nothing like this. <laughs> like for me to even be like worried about that is crazy because Corbin is not very dependent at all. Like he's very doing his own thing. He didn't ask very much of me. He was never asking me to do his laundry, cook his meals. Like he was never asking for or accepting anything like that. He actually per- would prefer I didn't do shit because he always thought I fucked it up. Like he would not want me to do his laundry because I would fuck it up, which I did fuck it up one time that I did it. So that's kind of valid. But anyways, um, yeah, he never let me drown. <laughs> he never let me let that go. Hold on. Um, how would I fuck up his laundry? If you're wondering, we were freshmen in college and so he was living in the dorms. And so we had like the shared laundry on each floor. And, um, I don't know what he was doing, but I was like doing him a favor. I was going to go like switch out his laundry or something. And he was doing like six loads at a fucking time. I swear to God, he was doing so much. And so I took some of it out and said it. I don't know what I did. I forgot about it. Long story short, I left it in the dryer for for a long time, like a week, I think. And and no one even, this is so funny. Him or no, nor I noticed that I forgot because he did like four loads. So what do you, you, if you do five loads of laundry, then you're not going to notice if one's missing. So a week passed until he literally went to go do laundry again. And when he went into the laundry room at his dorm, um, he saw like some clothes on top of like the dryer. Cause you know, like people will take it out and just put it elsewhere. Um, if it's in the way. And so he saw like a pile of laundry there and then he's looking at it and he's like, I have that shirt. And then he's like, wait, I have those shorts. And then he's like, <laughs> he's like, wait, this is my fucking laundry. <laughs> That's so fucking funny. God, he was so mad at me. He never let me live that one down. Um, surprisingly all his laundry was there as far as we know, no one stole anything. Um, So yeah, he definitely didn't want me doing his shit because he thought that I couldn't do it right, uh, which is true. Um, But that's something that I think that I did wrong in that relationship was I like purposefully would be careful about doing things for him, like cooking him a meal, getting him food, like doing something like parental or like taking care of him, like doing his laundry or cleaning his apartment for fear of that, that becoming a habit which was really toxic of me because that was like me pushing my own fears onto my relationship and like pretty much standing in my own way of progressing my relationship and making it better and making our bond stronger because you should do things for your partner. And I expected that out of him. So why would I not do that in return? And like, it's, I think what the ironic thing is, and I thought about this the first time I recorded this episode was, um, I feel like I actually asked a lot out of him. And he would totally agree. Like, if he's listening to this episode, he's definitely like, yeah, no shit. And we talked about this a few times. Like, if I needed anything hung in my room, just like a mirror, small or big, shelves, whatever, something at my apartment done, the cabinet fucking door fell off in the kitchen, which did happen because it's like, was kind of, not a shitty apartment, but a little bit cheaper. It just was like expected that he was going to come fix it. Like, I was like, okay, he's, Corbin's going to get that next time he's here. He's going to bring his tools. He's going to hang this back up. He's going to hang that mirror. And even if my roommates needed something, I would expect him to like hang their shelves for them if they needed that. Which don't get me wrong. Like if you're a boyfriend, 
you have a girlfriend who has roommates, you should do things for her and them and her friends and whatever. But like, um, but he was always like doing shit like that for me, even when I like definitely could do it myself. And even he sometimes was like, why are you even asking me of this? Like, you can definitely do this on your own. And I was like, I don't know. I just like, I think partially I'm lazy and he does everything right. Like he, ladies, get yourself a fucking Bob the Builder one. I'm telling you, like he was a Bob the Builder type, could fucking build anything, built me a vanity one year for my birthday, like was very good at all that stuff and was very like precise about it. So like if I had him hang something on the wall, it was going to be level. That's for damn fucking sure. If I hung it on the wall, it probably wasn't going to be level. <laughs> Let's just be real here. It probably was not going to be fucking level. So um, that's mostly, I feel like, why I liked it when he did stuff for me. But also because I think it made me feel cared for and loved. And it was, like, so fun to, like, have a partner to, like, do stuff for you. And, it like, it's, like, you know, it feels like that's a love language. It's, like, um, acts of service, I think, is the one. I don't fucking know. Where, like, it just felt good for him to, like, do that for me. Um, and I expected that out of him often. Often enough to where I should have been doing the same for him, but he never expected it out of me. And I feel like he, maybe that isn't his love language. Probably wasn't acts of service. Um, but very much so, like, I would absolutely, like, if he was like, hey, you know, can you come to my apartment and, like, switch my laundry over or whatever? I, of course, would do that for him. But I would be very specific to, like, make sure he knew, like, this wasn't a reoccurring thing, which was, like, kind of dramatic of me, I feel like. And I did this often. Like, especially now I'm looking back, like, in hindsight – I was, like, constantly thinking about um, not becoming his little housewife who, like, does his laundry and does his dishes and, like, whatever. Which, again, is interesting because he was not like that at all. He was not, like, telling me to do the dishes at his apartment, like, ever. Like, he he actually is a really contrary to popular belief about, like, the typical man. He actually is, like, a really clean guy for the most part. Like, <laughs> I'm, like, thinking, I'm, like, was he? Um, like he would, he was keeping his kitchen clean all the time. That wasn't something that I like came over and was like, you're fucking disgusting. You need to do this. Like, no, he did that on his own for the most part, cleaned his own apartment, like kept the kitchen clean. Like he's a pretty organized guy in general. So like, it's not like he was like a slob and I was coming over and I was like, you need to clean. And he was like, no. And then I did it for him. Or he was like, okay, fine. I'll clean just for you. Like that wasn't it at all. He like, even right now, he's definitely has a clean apartment <laughs> like for sure. Um, but that's the thing I'm going to work on going forward is like, I guess like letting myself be a little more vulnerable and recognizing that if these are fears that I have, that's totally fine. And that's valid, but I shouldn't let it dictate the decision that I make in my relationship because I don't want to be led by fear. And that's a way that I could have showed him more of how I loved him and how I cared about him. And I didn't do that specifically. And that's fucked. And I don't want to do that again. Um, so those are things that I'm kind of learning and trying to reflect on myself and how I can be better next time around. Um, but I'm feeling like there's not going to be a, a next time around. <laughs> and I know that's, we're going to get cynical for a second here. I'm just thinking about like love in general and what that means to be in love. And it's a choice. It's a feeling and all this shit. <clears throat> Obviously love is a choice after a while, after you guys vibe together and whatever, and you're going to get two years in, it's like you start to have to like make the choice to love that person and to care for them and to prioritize them and whatever. And but I guess for me, it just feels very like, how did that happen with us too? How we just like slowly stopped giving a fuck about each other. You know what I mean? Like how do we slowly just start to put each other lower and lower on the priority list? And this is something that happened to us both at the same time. I'd be curious to know what he thinks. I'd like to know, but I also know that it's none of my business. And if he doesn't want to talk to me about it, he doesn't have to. Um, but I'm, I'm having all this like hindsight 2020 shit now of things that I've thought about that I didn't think before. So, um, I'm appreciative of having this podcast at least and having an outlet for me to like air those things out. 
Um, but anyways, like in terms of like the way that we started and the way that we clicked immediately, and I don't believe in love and first sight or any of that bullshit or soulmates anyways. I think there's many people out there that I could vibe with for sure. But like, it's just like, it was like, it was something different. It was something very special. It was something very like, holy fuck, I just want to like hang out with this person all the time. I mean, even now I do think, I don't think if we spent 48 hours, 72 hours, like whatever, like we would, at least for me, I would like never really get tired of him. Like I could hang out with him for a long time and not get annoyed. And like, we just had something very different. And it's like sad and fucked up for me to think about how good it was at the beginning and how much we cared for each other and prioritized each other. It's no more flowers, you know, me doing no acts of service and not, you know, prioritizing him either. And how none of us really like, even like prioritize each other's like birthday that much. Like I just can't like deal with that. <laughs> like I can't fathom it. Like there was no cheating. There's no nothing. There was no, like he never treated me any bad way. You know, for if we're one of anything, he set the bar too high. I haven't opened a fucking car door in five years. Like literally <laughs> like I have not. This man is the reason that I act like a fucking spoiled brat because I was one. <laughs> I definitely was one. Um, and yeah, ne definitely like never like treated me any kind of way, like for sure. Like I was very, very spoiled. And that's just like the saddest thing about it is like, I don't know. It's very hard for me to conceptualize that like nothing was wrong, you know, again, no cheating, no nothing. And it just was like, just fucking sad. Like people like outgrow each other. And I know that that's like true. And I know that that's like a part of life or whatever, but it's just too sad for me to like handle. Like I just can't fathom it. And it just makes me like never want to fucking do that again because it's like, and it wasn't just me, you know what I mean? Like I genuinely, I genuinely feel like this was like both people at the same time, which kind of just makes it worse. Cause it's like, what if I do this whole thing again? I meet somebody else who's great. And then, you know, four years in and we just like are focused on other things. And I know what you're thinking, like Amber, you're just being fucking cynical. Like, like, you know, you have to be hopeful and keep an open mind. You're being dramatic and you're fucking 23 and like relax. Um, but that is just how I'm feeling. So <laughs> I'm sure that I won't feel this way forever. Okay. I know my opinion on this will change and like some with time and all that bullshit. And I'll be like happy and ready to go again. But right now I'm like, I never want to do that again. Cause, um, if I can meet somebody as great as him and like, it goes as healthy and happy as him. And then we still don't end up together. It's like, ah, that's fuck. Like count me out. You know, like, I just, I, I don't want to do that. <laughs> like, um, so that's where I'm at. I've lost hope. Don't believe in love anymore. Um, anyways, <laughs> that's so fucking right. Um, but okay. So shit we're working on this week is going to be taking accountability for the friendships that maybe you've lost or have ended, um, friendships or relationships or anything, you know, platonic or romantic. Um, shit I'm wondering this week is going to be like, do you struggle with this? Do you ever feel this way? Have you ever felt this way? Have you ever experienced some something so healthy, like ending, even just like a friendship. I'm curious if any of you have had just like something so like, just not toxic, but just like not, you know, just growing apart. Cause it's just like this, that's just like very, very, very depressing for me. Um, and I can't really deal with that. So, um, uh, that's all I got for you today though. So if you want to hear more from me, see more of me, you can follow my Instagram, my TikTok, uh, Amber Meisner with two R's. And I will see you on the next one, hopefully with a less depressive episode because this shit is hard. <laughs>